0: Hi, everyone. It's Jack from the pod here. Um, just a quick note to let you know that, you know, this pod is for entertainment purposes, you know, and these are these are our opinions. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just here to have some fun and hopefully, you know, provide some insight. So don't take this too seriously. Um, and please keep that in mind when you're listening. Thank you very much. Enjoy the podcast.
1: Good evening. Welcome back to From the Backseat. This is episode 10. Episode 10. We've made it. First milestone. Game review 6. Another big weekend full of controversy, which we're going to get to. And guess who's back?
0: <laughs> I'm very happy to be back. Um, this is Jack, by the way. I've not been fully replaced by uh, <laughs> the master, Joseph doxy quite yet. Um, but I was, I was listening very intently when I was in France, and I have to say... It feels like you know when a football club buys like a shiny new player and he has a stellar <laughs> debut, and I'm really sweating for my place in the starting lineup now. So um, a big performance rattled, is mate. needed from me today. Yeah, I was uh, rattled, rattled. Don't want to be like next uh, Harry Maguire. No, no, no. There was he had a lot of knowledge. Um, so pressure's on, mate. Big performance today.
1: Yeah. No, no doubts in that, mate. No doubts in that. Wesley, sorry, Joseph, his real name. um was brilliant last week, yeah. It was good to have that in-house Chelsea expert. Um, but it's great to have you back. How's Porto? It's
0: very nice, mate. It's uh, ironically not as warm as London, so that's... Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's a couple of degrees cooler, but actually London is just quite unpleasant, really, after a certain, certain amount of heat, so it's really lovely. Went to the beach today, had a great time. Now I'm here, mm. here with My you. you. My heart bleeds for you. My heart
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's been pretty muggy here had a number of thunderstorms which has uh, kept it interesting. Um and yeah, speaking of stormy situations, it's been quite a controversial weekend of football, wouldn't you say? Ha ha ha.
0: Indeed it has. Indeed it has. Um it's been a lot of VAR controversy, which we're going to get to game by game. Um No,
1: actually, I'm just going to summarize it. It's fucking bollocks. I'm sick of it. Mate. <laughs> this is maybe the worst weekend of VAR ever. I've always been pro VAR, but this this weekend has left me on the on the edge because as Jack says, we're going to get into it, but no, I'm fuming. These these the VAR needs to go. It's got to go.
0: Yeah, I mean, this felt like a like a like a specific point in the sort of vast story where a lot of people got off the fence and they were like, "Nah, nah, it's not, it's not, it's not killing the game. game anymore. It's not." I'll
1: take back the controversial line calls and the dodgy offsides. Like, it's better than the line. I hate the line.
0: <laughs> it gives you talking points as well like one of my favourite yeah. moments Lewis Garcia 2004 I think the ghost goal 2005 against that's what I mean
1: definitely exactly I mean you know what I'm just gonna go on a tangent I don't care fuck the games for a second it's just it's an absolute disgrace to be honest that all these amazing goals these could be season defining goals are just getting chalked off for I don't even know anymore I mean we're gonna go into each one bit by bit but some of the calls this weekend have been atrocious and I think the the pfl i believe they're called or the PGMOl, need to bang their heads together to be perfectly honest with you and figure this one out The referees are too scared by the monitor they go to that monitor of their, their tail between their legs and they just reverse their decision it's just a joke
0: it's a yeah thing. i agree with that i agree with that i thought it was interesting that the one time that they stuck with their decision the praise mate from i think it was alan Shearer maybe on match today <laughs> it's very over the top it's just like Hello. i love it he's backed himself you know He's actually backed himself, and it's like pretty sure that that's what they're supposed to do mate, make decisions. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's
1: just yeah, it's it's annoying in short. But I'm going to stop ranting, otherwise everyone's going to stop listening. So, Jack, what game have we got first?
0: Well, mate, it's a it's a favourite of yours. We're going to speak about Manchester United three, oh, Arsenal one, brilliant. AKA the rebirth of Marcus Rashford,
1: AKA VAR robbed us. But get into that, <laughs> you
0: <Yeah.
1: laughs> know. Um, um, you want to go? You go. Go on tell me what you think first before I get all biased on it.
0: Yeah, I will do. So I thought I thought I was surprised that Man United won to be honest. I think it's a really big result for them. Um, I think it's a big statement as well because Arsenal was the most informed team in the league. Um, so beating them and looking quite like quite dangerous and quite lethal um, in kind of tearing Arsenal mm. apart was was quite impressive. Um there's definitely improvements in the team overall. I think Ten Hag is actually starting to show that these aren't bad players they just were badly coached Um, there's a bit more clarity to the kind of what they're trying to do and there's definitely a lot more desire I mean I'm pretty sure I saw Ronaldo when he came on like actually closing people down and going for it which kind of sums up the change in attitudes overall so I think there's genuine optimism for United fans at the moment because it's a big win not one we're expecting Um, Mm. so yeah pretty cool fair I mean I'm going to
1: start with praise for Man United before <laughs> I go on a rant and say yeah you know they, they, they do look motivated I think Ten Hag since that Brentford defeat has really um, I don't know what he's done behind the scenes to be perfectly honest with you but I've heard little snippets and you know he's got that team together let's be fair they yeah. played like a team they played with belief you know they played like the United team of old great stuff great stuff now the negatives
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's it that's what we're going to cut the the phrase
1: that's it it. I'll let you go on that I'll let you go on that but Ten Hag he's bottled it this is not Ten Hag ball this is Oli Gunnar Solskjaer counter-attacking football (laughs) it's it's exactly the same against the big teams they can set up with a high line we know this it was exactly the same as the Liverpool game they just cut through us through the middle on a break how many chances did they have? three how many did they score? three um so yeah, I'm not totally impressed with, with their play because I think they're just kind of reverting back to what they were doing before. That being said, from the position they were in after Brentford, it makes sense that Ten Hag went pragmatic. So kudos, kudos, but I'm just not happy. I'm not happy no, that, no, that his goal got rolled out rolled out in the beginning of the first half. You know, Eriksen got caught dilly-dallying on the ball. Yeah, there's a little bit of contact, but you get punished in this league. If that wasn't a goal, Jack... They wouldn't have brought that decision back.
0: Oh hundred percent hundred percent. Then it shouldn't have been a foul. It's a weird line to draw because it's almost like they want to let it be more physical, unless there's a goal at the end of it. Then they're like oh that, no, 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 no. Yeah, something you can't do oh, that.
1: oh no, you can't do that. But it's like it's just it's just like this is why referees don't want to reverse their decisions, because they're getting undermined. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's Okay,
0: you know what I am getting very ranty in the first they, episode they, I mean. they've been cut by VAR mate that's what's happened here
1: VAR is cucking our, our
0: reference <laughs> uncuck the, the boys
1: <laughs> uncuck them honestly they're not going to be able to make a decision soon they're just going to look to the monitor every time or just go into their earpiece and be like what do you think that, was that a foul I don't know but yeah it's just I, uh, what I didn't like about that is counterintuitive of what they're trying to do with the, with the football which is kind of let things go and maybe the softer fouls that were given in previous seasons are not being given this season unless a goal scored but then you know that's that's a major problem right so
0: yeah, yeah. It, it's very consistent because the outcome shouldn't dictate whether it's a foul or not it shouldn't be based on what happens after to then go back and look at it it's, it's, it's mm. weird it's, it's, it's garbage mate to be honest anyway <laughs> stop trying to derail us mate look no <laughs> <can't either. laughs> um, you are right though I agree with you it was very uh, what are you going to sure ball but you know it worked they got a very solid plan needs B must. needs and must and honestly counterattacking against the big boys it works well mate they tore us to the pieces they tore you to pieces just through the middle and the man at the centre of that Christian Eriksen you know oh. they now have a they have a midfielder who can actually play just play direct balls through the middle you know through yeah, very no. small spaces or you know little gaps in the press um, which you know Fred and McTominay they're not up to that so that's that's the catalyst for it really they can actually play this way now yeah super direct and it's not nice when you see a team get cut through in two passes
1: and yeah and it was an odd one because we dominated the game for large periods of the match mm-hmm. we just didn't have our shooting boots on on another day we would have won that match and I think that's the most disappointing thing watching it but credit where it's due that first goal with Anthony there was a lot of question marks a lot of pressure on the lad straight into the starting line up didn't he deliver yes he did it was yeah. a great finish as soon as he opened his body up I thought it's going in far corner it's going yeah. in and it did and that's all you can ask From your wide forwards Is that kind of confidence In front of goal And You know I don't know if I've seen that From Sancho yet That kind of desire And bravery I feel like Sancho's A bit inhibited But it might spur Sancho To improve And bring it, bring his game up So From that side of things It's looking very promising um, And yeah Well taken goal For a guy who cost 90 mil And forced his way out And he's Ten Hag's man There's a lot of pressure On his shoulders to perform From the start And he did that
0: Yeah That'll do wonders Just immediately Pressure is slightly off You know mm. Well taken goal Like he played pretty well Did some pretty Stupid ridiculous flicks Which I really enjoyed Just just to let you know That he's not going to Change that much um, He looks like he, a little
1: Bastard doesn't he
0: He's going to be Fun either way um, mm. I have a question for you It's a rhetorical question But how soon Is too soon To kiss the badge yes because-
1: <sighs> Yeah I saw that I wasn't sure
0: about that. <laughs> it, I it felt very soon i don't think he's even aware of you know like could he could he find manchester on a map for example does he know <laughs> does he know like the names of any roads does he know the history of the club he's, he's given it he's given it the big end so he's
1: given it the big end giving it the big end
0: Fa-
1: yeah you can see him becoming a fan favorite and he's like an archetypal united player as well someone that is universally disliked outside of manchester so <laughs> um, yeah, it's looking good for Anthony right now. Looking yeah. good for them, um, and Rashford as well. Two goals, good runs, and he finished, didn't he, with mm-hmm. a plum, which again is different from the Rashford of previous seasons. When he was running on goal for both of them, you just thought to yourself, he's going to put these away, isn't he? Um, That's
0: the difference, isn't it? When he's confident, you back him. And you know, we talked about like Sterling. We're not totally confident with him and other players. Rashford mm. when he's not confident, you like he's going to score. He's a really good finisher. Mm. Um, maybe mm. he can be a striker. Maybe it's, it's going to be fine. Front three looks dangerous on paper now, as they all I improve agree. and got Ericsson and Fenders behind them. It's quite, it's quite dangerous. It's quite naughty. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, these last kind of final weeks of the transfer window, they've done wonders. They've kind of really revamped the team since that Brentford defeat. It's almost a completely different team. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's a very hopeful time to be a United fan.
0: And for the first time in years.
1: Yeah. Yeah, what do you say, Eric, ten games, maybe or last twenty games, who knows? <laughs> so
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean well, episode ten and he's never looked more secure, so again, just rubbish from us. Just rubbish oh, predictions yeah. as always.
1: Hot takes, hot takes. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, last couple of points really. I thought Arsenal a bit naive overall. Like you saw the Liverpool game, played a really high line, just got done directly. I thought maybe Arteta could have could have just moved it back a little bit, you know? because Man United are just really good at counter-attacking everyone knows that and yet yeah. I know
1: I, I, I'm not too mad at the defeat obviously I'm mad but I feel like it was good to stick with what we were going for I think if we want to improve as a team we've got to stick to our identity and not revert to you know a, a different style of play just because of the big games like we need to break the hoodoo and i did say last week that it's massive if we win this it shows a different arsenal if you lose this then it's just a continuation of our shit form against top six mm. uh, candidates and unfortunately it's the latter um <laughs> you know two one down we made that triple sub i think we took zinchenko ben white off and Lokonga and just brought on Fabio Vieira attacker Emil Smith-Rowe attacker and Tommy Yassi as a like-for-like change I'm not against that we were going to lose anyway it was either get the equaliser because at that point we are on top or we concede a third and conceding a third obviously is what happened but I'm not going to attack the manager too much you know at the end of the day he went for it and that's all you could ask like it was oh, there were so many chances where we could have scored like Saka Odegaard should have done better um for what could have been it wasn't a simple finish because it was across his body but he could have at least hit the target on a different day we're talking a 2-2 maybe even a 3-1 went to us it's just the way that the uh, the cards fell that day um, but onwards yeah. and upwards onwards and upwards I think I think we've just got to put it to the back of our mind now and continue as we were before
0: I totally agree I think Arsenal played really well you just yeah Man United was just lethal and yeah he just kind of played into their hands Ben White didn't have a great game at right back but he's not a natural right back and we know that so mm kind of fair for Lukonga, it's probably a bit tight, so it sad, happens. It? It happens. I don't think you played badly. I think it's just they were just clinical and you weren't and yeah. I think the most and frustrating thing
1: as well, sorry, is um Saka obviously got us back in the game and then mm. we regressed back and we just didn't take advantage. So yeah, super super disappointing there. But Bakayo gets his first goal the season, which is massive as well. So we'll
0: take yeah. that we like Bakayo, so happy days. We like Rashford as well, but So uh, a good day for English goal scorers.
1: Yeah, looking good for World Cup 2022, baby. One more thing as well Arsenal's kit looks amazing. <laughs> that black kit, oh, oh, I've got to say, spicy.
0: Arsenal have some of the best kit designs overall. In their history, there's been some absolute belters. Like, I've always been a fan of the gold one, the burgundy and gold one, that sort of yeah, like vintage TT, the hybrid classic. It. Yeah, I really like that one. But yeah, mate. It's- I mean, we had
1: the the dark Puma days in early 2010s, which was uh, jank. Those kits were awful. But <laughs> now Adidas is back, they're bringing the heat. We are maybe getting known as more of a, a clotheswear brand than anything else, but we'll take it. We've got to take a title. You know. I mean.
0: mate. I've been seeing a lot of uh, Arsenal way shirts popping up around South London before I left. So it's, yeah. a, it's a fashion statement, mate. It's going to get there.
1: Funnily enough, I was watching this game at the Prince of Peckham, as you, as you uh, well know the establishment. I was shocked by the amount of United fans in there, mate. I thought it was going to be Arsenal for sure, but
0: they're back yeah. out, mate. They're back yeah. out in force. United fans.
1: I don't know where they've come from. I don't know where they've been hiding these past couple of years, but <laughs> they're out there, mate. They're out yeah, there. Mate. Watch out.
0: Couple wins, mate, and they're back. They're all out of the woodwork. Honestly, they, they were giving
1: it, it the zoom and everything. I <laughs> it. Oh no! You are kidding me? <laughs> uh, nice. Enjoy it like last, lads. You're not going to beat the uh, the smaller teams. With that kind of tactics can you, can you tell why I'm bitter?
0: Okay right Let's move on mate I can tell you getting vexed Let's move on to uh, Brighton 5 Leicester 2 If that's right, Sounds I mean.
1: good Sounds good Do you want to go so, for this one? I,
0: <laughs> how did you know? I'd like to go first I was, getting, <laughs> I was getting We were talking about this offline I was getting a bit annoyed about it Basically Rogers is annoying me a lot He's doing my head in at the moment um, I think it's time for him to go personally I think 1.6 games Is really not good enough And my major issue with this game was that you look at like the Leicester model and they buy well and then they sell their best player and they kind of progress slowly as a team. Brighton, they're way earlier on their journey and they've just sold their two best players, Nibasuma, Raya, and they've absolutely battered them. They've absolutely battered them. They didn't even replace them, they've battered them. Like what the f- went there a lot in recent weeks as well. Playing midfielders at centre back. Like Rogers has centre backs he's got Evans he's got Sianchu he's probably got more that I haven't even remembered pretty sure he's got Vestergaard in there he keeps playing a Marty or a Didi at centre back I don't think they've kept a clean sheet they're absolutely rubbish as centre backs and he's just like you know like we talked about Gerard trying things that don't work over and over again and hoping for different results and if I was a Leicester fan this would, this would have been enough for me I think and yeah we can go into the individual goals if you want but maybe I'll let you speak for a bit before I Keep
1: ranting, but yeah, he's, he's annoying me. <laughs> I mean, I do feel some sympathy for Rogers. I think he's not in an easy situation. In this it's been a very strange off season for Leicester. For left under a cloud. You're right about Sionchu. I don't know why he's not at centre back and Vestergaard. I know those two guys are up for sale. So either Rogers doesn't fancy them, or you know something's happened behind closed doors. But you would assume that that he would prefer them to over NDD. Or a mate at centre back. Exactly. Um, I mean, he has publicly come out and criticised the owners as well, which we've learned from Scott Parker. Does not get you far. He's um, going, mate. He's. I reckon. He's I think going. he's he's on the precipice. I think he's odds on to, to go next. To be honest with you, um, and yeah, it's just again, he he doesn't know how to coach defending. No, uh, you touched on it. The set pieces, he just doesn't know how to defend them. Le- Leicester Leicester are a big team as well like physically they could they could actually defend corners and probably be dangerous from corners but he just hasn't got that in his skill set and we are seeing a, a big decline from Leicester and the problem I think as well is that the Premier League is so competitive this year so it's not like it's not like you can afford to throw away all these points um, okay. I think at the moment their odds are odds on to go down despite the squad and the thing is their goals they play good football they can score they just can't defend yeah. you know there's no way you should take the lead in the first minute and then concede five um, and some of the goals they conceded were just damning you know could have been six if uh, McAllister's absolute thunderbolt was actually uh, given
0: yeah let's not talk about that but that again VAR what, what stinker that was such a good goal. I don't think I
1: don't even know why it was disallowed was it because it was an overhead kick or was he offside I don't like, even know
0: I think it's because he, he was offside and he tried to kick it so he's interfering don't think nonsense, he did kick it though yeah, yeah and I don't Absolutely think it made no, no difference sense. did it anyway anyway there's too much <sighs> Rogers, Sorry, he's got to me. go mate he's got to go like and DZ giving away a penalty like that was rubbish like Wards the goalkeeper was like showboating and just got too calm and almost gave away a goal like they can't defend crosses they just give away possession they like the, the players just aren't committed anymore they're not they're not thinking properly anymore and a part of that Unfortunately, it falls down to coaching. Um, and just kind of drilling things into players until, you know, they don't have to think. They know what to do. So, I think his time's up, unfortunately, for him. And it's a bad trend for him because now we know he's a sort of two-year good vibes manager. Um, and after that, he cannot arrest um, a slump once it once it truly kind of sets in. I think that's a,
1: that's a bit harsh, isn't it? I mean, he won the FA Cup. He yeah, get yeah, but, two but, top but once five they slump, is what I mean. Yeah, yeah,
0: but that's what I mean. His you can go up very hard with Brendan like you can you can have some really great periods but once it goes down it doesn't come back up so the only
1: difference of that and it's a bit of a caveat is I just don't think the board have backed him I don't think they've equipped his squad in the same way that Steve Cooper's been equipped for the Prem at Nottingham Forest for example true so I do feel for him you know but it's up to him as a manager this is what you've got it's still a good enough team to get mid-table at
0: least yeah um, I, I understand I mean they had weird signings last summer anyway you know they had like Samari. seems to not be rated yeah. at all. Vestergaard, really didn't they bring in um, Bertrand from Bertrand or something? Which is just oh yeah, Southampton free. Yeah, he's
1: just yeah. disappeared.
0: so like the signings were bad, and I don't know if that comes down to him or someone else, but yeah, I think it's time for change, mate. And hot take here: Sean Dyche clacks mate. Sean Dyche, oh, nice. sound the alarm, oh, mate. They're in a relegation fight give no. Sean Dyche some attacking players of money and money let's see what he can do
1: I mean I like that just as a little social experiment but I think for Leicester's sake they can't they can't go back to Nigel Pearson ball do you know what I mean like they've, they've done so well to evolve since they won the Prem for them to revert back to Sean Dyche I mean bring woe back. is me bring it back me. woe is me do you know what I mean we've got another one of those in, in the Premier League we've got, we've got an improved version which is, which is Brentford which are essentially like a, yeah. a decent Burnley yeah. So just leave Sean Dyche in the championship where he belongs. I don't, Leicester fans, you don't want this, surely. Um, what I will say, though, is uh, I was on Twitter, and I just feel like the whole situation has got a bit toxic in the sense um, James Madison left a tweet just kind of saying goodbye to Wesley Fofana. Um, and you should have seen the Leicester fans just getting mad. Getting mad at him for just saying, like, good luck to Wesley Fofana to the point where Madison had to, like, point out like, this is no disrespect to the club by saying goodbye to a colleague.
0: I <laughs> know, uh, that that was bad, but I think it just shows that, like, tempers are flared and people are having a it. bad time at the moment.
1: This is why I think it could be terminal and irreparable. Um, it's just, yeah, purely because I I think it's got too toxic. And I've seen it at Arsenal, we've seen it at United. When, when the fans turn on the club, let alone the players and the manager, then you've got a real problem.
0: Yeah, exactly. But you know what? Let's go on to our favourite subject, you know. Are Brighton now the best team in the league in terms of resources versus performance? I honestly think they are. Yeah, like, that's out doubt. Where they are right now, they're, they're far outperforming, you know, all expectations. You look at their squad, it's not like good on paper. It's not that magical. They're, they're, I would look at any of their players and think they would get into Liverpool's team and yet they're absolutely destroying us in terms of performance so far. Like, they're miles ahead of everyone. So... I don't really understand how they're doing it, but it's Tony Bloom. It's incredible. It's truly incredible. S-
1: Star Lizard. Google it, fans. Star Lizard. Tony Bloom's mysterious company that's to do with sports. Let me tell you, that is the key. Because they lost Dan Ashworth to, to Newcastle as well in the summer. Like their main dude for recruitment, who was really like, highly coveted.
0: Yeah, and I do wonder... Banging it. Yeah, I wonder if there'll be a drop-off at some point if the sort of Dan Ashworth legacy overlaps... You know, in the future for a certain amount of time, and then starts to drift a different I mean, direction. But
1: we've seen it with Southampton. We've seen it with Leicester. These were the previous teams with a similar sort of model that thrived. I just feel like everything that Brighton do, though, is not on a whim. It's not emotional. Like every, it's so calculated. with tiny bloom mm-hmm. You know, he was a professional poker player, right? You know, the, the guy. The guy is high stakes, high rewards, and he just makes good decisions. And I just can't see them letting Dan Ashworth go without them being confident that they can continue what they've built, you know, w- without him. Which is what I think is important, is that the structure is, is not associated with any one person within their staff. It is literally from the top down from Tony Bloom, who's really hands-on involved. So, I think the people can come and go, but the ethos stays the same. Yeah. And I they're think, doing all the right things.
0: I think that's fair. I think that's a very... Yeah, I think they're built for success, Brighton. Um, I mean... One, for one, like one specific—the fact that they played Trossard as their left wing back now after getting rid of Cucaire—they haven't even bought someone in, as far as I can tell, to directly replace him. They've moved Trossard. Guess what? Trossard's getting more goals, add assists already. than mm, Cucaire lost. You see that, that, that ma- run for the penalty? Make it make sense. Like they're just like, ah, oh, we've sold our left back. It was our favorite season. Do you know what? We'll just move and sack the second midfielder there. Guess what? Totally works. Totally fine. It's unbelievable.
1: They know what they're doing. They and know uh, what they're doing. And they picked up that what was his name? Epifina? That's probably a, a murder of his name. But they picked up a, a though, decent yeah. left back. It was not bad. That Ecuadorian fella from Villarreal. You know, fifteen mil. Quarter of the price. He looks as effective as a cucurella I'm really sorry, cucurella but yeah, you know, it's just yeah. another really smart, smart sale. You know, it just makes other, it probably makes other teams' fans wonder like, why is my team not doing this?
0: It exactly. makes it look so easy. But as we know it's extremely difficult, that's why they deserve a lot of credit. My final point. I guess they don't need Danny Ing's after all.
1: <laughs> they don't need Danny Ing's.
0: <laughs> Poor Danny Ing's. He's still there. I guess oh, yeah. they just don't need him.
1: Scored five of our strikers. Says no more. But before we move on, let's just give props to McAllister. Yeah, got one taken off him. Fine. I'll score two more.
0: <laughs> Again, like he was just to me, just a kind of average squad player last year, starting starting to become the dominant midfielder in that team. It's just unbelievable. Argentinian
1: okay. International or have you know. Is he?
0: Yeah. Remember
1: Argentina just got attackers, they haven't got anything else.
0: Is that still the case though? I'm pretty sure.
1: If he's in the team. I mean he's, he he looked really decent, yeah. I'm not I'm not slagging him, it's just I just don't know any Argentinian midfielders. Well
0: that's what I mean, so yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like Ben
1: Tanker, that's all I know. That's all I know.
0: Yeah. It's an Alvarez maybe, maybe not.
1: Mexican. Close enough.
0: Is what it is. Anyway, anyway, let's move on to the second 5-2 of this weekend. Brentford 5, Leeds 2. It's not goals this weekend.
1: Yeah, yeah. This was, this was one of my favourite games to watch back. Yeah. Um, I, there's nowhere else to start, really, but Ivan Tony, is there? I mean, last week, me and Wes were discussing about his potentially being on a plane to Qatar. And he must have been listening because he banged in maybe one of the best hat-tricks I've
0: seen in years it was, against Leeds. It, it was wonderful because... Yeah, all the goals were just totally, totally different. Totally different skill sets as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The only, the only thing they have in common really is the kind of calmness and sort of presence of mind to just do the right thing. I mean, free kick was just like unreal. The chip, the chip was the best one, wasn't it? The chip oh, was the great. Because he's make, me- he's nutmeg someone. He's there, just calmly rounded the goalie. You know, had a got, little a, bit look, closer, got a bit closer, a bit closer, and then just—I mean, it was basic golf chip. It was just beautiful.
1: Yeah, I mean, that only comes with confidence from scoring two absolute banging set pieces. I mean, even the penalty, which you've, you've rightly noted, was just like a toe pun, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it looked
1: like he was going to go to the goalie's, his left, as in Ivan Tony's left, he's just banged it right. But the way his body's shaped up, it, I can see why the goalie went the other way. Because it really did look like he was going to go that way. But it's down to his technique, barely any run-up, just absolutely walloped it.
0: Yeah, Thomas Frank is on record saying he thinks he's the best penalty taker, you know, in the Prem. Um, oh is, really it's difficult to argue with it yeah because d- there's no run up there's no indication he just he just he just bangs it whatever you yeah, do it's the yeah. opposite it's like Jorginho's but less hoppy I guess maybe
1: I feel like Jorginho got found out though he did On penalties he did now.
0: yeah Jorginho has been found out
1: yeah so yeah Tony I put him on the plane mate I said it last week and I'm even more convinced now I if think, he carries on yeah. this kind of form like you've got to take
0: him I think right now he's number two because he unfortunately for Tammy Abraham Gareth Southgate is a bit... it's a bit, like, introspective. Outside of, like, the Premier League, I don't think he goes so many matches. I don't think he's that bothered. No um, so, yeah, I personally would put Ivan Tony as number two right now after so Harry Kane. It'll
1: be interesting to see in the international break if he gets a call-up, and he should on current form. Um, so, all eyes on you, Gareth, mate. Don't make a mistake. The whole country's watching.
0: Yeah, agreed. But, yeah, it was just it was just a really good game. Like It seems like everyone had their shooting boots on. Um... Brentford are probably the most similar team to Brighton right now because everything's good, everything makes sense, all their players seem to be firing and showing levels we didn't even suspect they had. So are we potentially looking at, and this is a hot take, are we looking at Brighton or Brentford in the top six this season?
1: Well, I do feel like they'll fall away, but... You know, if they carry on this form, they can beat anyone on any given day, and they've proved that in six games already. So, I wouldn't want to rule it out. I said they're up there of Newcastle. They're up there. I mean, they're, on form, they're all looking better than Chelsea. You know, I'm just going to put it out there. Chelsea are looking very patchy. Yeah, it will be 100%. interesting to see where these guys turn up. You sh- they should expect top ten from the first six games, baseline.
0: Hundred percent. I think they'll be very disappointed. However, there are a lot of good teams in the league. But yeah, Brentford and Brighton seem to be like. A couple of levels ahead of everyone right now, I'd say. Like, Arsenal, Man City, Brighton and Brentford are probably the four most informed teams right now in England. Yeah, that's
1: fair. And you know what uh, is a fun link between Brentford and Brighton? We have touched on this before.
0: Um, Other than they both begin with B and
1: R? Well, that's, that's a point. But Brentford's owner... Is a Tony Bloom acolyte? Oh,
0: God. You're a Tony Bloom acolyte, mate. Jesus. No, but
1: they—he worked under Tony Bloom, or they worked with Tony Bloom, and now they've both got a similar idea on how to run a football club. And which two clubs are looking like the up and coming? It's no coincidence. It's the strat. It's the strat, baby. Do you know? Of any, do, strategy. Do you know of any other
0: uh, acolytes? Because me, you, yeah. <laughs> we need to get you in uh, there. Big fan. <laughs>
1: Maybe Tony Bloom can be our first guest. That would be, that'd be quite the coup, wouldn't it?
0: He wouldn't, he wouldn't tell us any secrets, though. Like he, no. would, he would probably mislead us and poker face us, you know? Oh,
1: i will take that. Just get him on the pod. Tony <laughs> Bloom, if you're listening, biggest fan right
0: here. I'm still team Bamford, mate. Bamford, mate, come on. I've tweeted you one time. Come on, my man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> get aired by Patrick. But, but let's him. move on to Leeds. Yeah. And what I wanted to say is Sinistella or Sinistrella. Sinistera. God, I need to get these names right it's um, not easy there's a lot of
0: new names to learn I, I, I'm glad you went for it I was just gonna I was just
1: gonna just call him Sinny from next on yeah But he, he looks like a quality signing he knows where the goal is like yeah. his finishes are purposefully deceiving and he did it last week where he kind of just got a near post goal against I think it was Pickford against Everton where he just kind of did, did him with the eyes and this week was something similar he just kind of slotted it beyond the keeper and he just makes it look easy So he looks like a quality player and he's going to be dangerous this season for
0: Leeds. Definitely. Actually, most of Leeds' signings are actually looking really good, which is not something I was expecting when they all happened. I mean, I've not heard of most of them until they came. You know, maybe just in passing. So Leeds actually know what they're doing, it turns out, with transfers, despite getting absolutely humps in this game.
1: Um, Yeah. I think it's their style of football, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I was going to say, arguably it's a bit of a throwback to Bielsa because this does happen to them every now and again. You know, the way they play does invite these kind of games... Um, where -hmm. if the opposition can kind of get at you and pull you apart they don't sit back they don't look to kind of consolidate you know and just be like right 10 minutes without conceding let's just get a foundation they're like nah next goal's ours next goal's ours no matter what and it can sort of get out of control quite quickly but yeah they got bit sloppy at the end to be honest Um, Mm -hmm. and kind of encapsulated by Jesse Marsh getting a red card I think he probably lost his head a little bit and then the players did as well sorry sorry back
1: to VAR sorry guys how's that not a pen someone tell me someone look me in the eyes and tell me how that was it wasn't even like one tackle it was like three different fouls in one sequence and they pulled it I can't I can't I can't Leeds fans how are you feeling I can't even go over that one that one is shocking that one was shocking I I would get sent off for that if I was Jesse Marsh I would get sent off because they gave a penalty the other way for something even softer
0: that is really true I'd forgotten about that I would be livid I mean I'm pretty sure he came on the pitch which is actually hilarious when you think about it like, he was so annoyed uh, he almost started a non-pitch brawl. I am warming to Jesse Marsh
1: I think he's actually a bit of a nutter deep down under that kind of I, I think so cool too. American kind of demeanour
0: I, I think, think he's, he's a bit of a nutter he's like an ultra I think he's got that in yeah. him you
1: know yeah effing yeah. and blinding yeah I mean,
0: like leading leading the kind of passion and the anger he's a good orchestrator
1: definitely a penalty though it was definitely a penalty. I think VAR came out and apologised actually, didn't they? They said they got it wrong. But that's like, that does not help at all. Blanket statement. Wrong. I think they came out
0: and apologised to like three different clubs
1: this week. Oh right? yeah. Oh, we're going to get onto those. those. Yeah. I mean, it's criminal. But I think the Leeds one was one of the worst ones I've seen this season. I mean, how's that not a foul?
0: I honestly <laughs> does don't does understand. even
1: need to go to VAR? Surely the ref has seen that. He's but had like three different nibbles on him. He's got his shirt on that as well. It just doesn't make any sense to me.
0: I think the refs are just scared now to actually make any decisions. They just want it to go to the, to the monitor, but uh, like, what's the point then? Why not just have a monitor ref? Like, you know, Why didn't
1: they call it to the monitor, though, that one? They didn't even call it to the monitor. Like, who's, who said that? does It makes sense anymore,
0: my man. None of it makes sense. VAR is yeah. a shambles.
1: I would feel cheated if I was Leeds, but credit where credit's due. You can't argue with five goals going in against you despite a dodgy VAR call. So well played, Brentford. A good game between two good teams.
0: Definitely Uh, One more before the break Yes mate Let's do it Let's just go for it What we got Nottingham Forest Versus Bournemouth Nottingham Forest 2 Bournemouth 3 Again Spicy game Like a lot of goals Um, Go first Bournemouth In the second half They were unrecognisable Like They played You know A lot more Kind of intensity And a lot more commitment Than I think they've shown In the last few weeks And obviously They got rid of Scott Parker Um, So, yeah, a lot of credit. I'll be honest, I hadn't realised quite that it was, like, that Gary O'Neill who was actually the dugout. Um, I don't know if you remember, but he played for Portsmouth um, a while Um, back. And I think he he might have scored an absolute wonder goal at some point. But, yeah, he played for Portsmouth sort of in maybe 2006, 2007. So, it's like one ex-pro to another even more inexperienced ex-pro. But did a good job you know they changed the formation for the second half yeah. um, and came back into it and yeah the mental strength to actually go from losing 9-0 less than two weeks ago to actually turn around a 2-0 loss at half time and win 3-2 it's massive mm. like I can't imagine how you galvanise those players to do that and believe that they can actually come back so massive props and yeah the new manager bounces strong man Gary Neal, yeah. he's going to get the job I can feel it he's going to get it to the end of the season
1: He's going to get three wins as caretaker, get the, get the job and then of lose everything course, else.
0: Of course, of it's, course. It's a well-trodden path, it's mate. It's
1: written in the stars. I think after Scott Parker, obviously you weren't here when we covered it last week, but after his comments against Liverpool, we were right. The axe fell <laughs> pretty quickly. <Yeah. laughs> um,
0: he was asking for it, wasn't he?
1: He was asking for it. But I think, you know, like, if let's all that negativity, you get a fresh start under a fresh manager who, like, probably... I mean, my team thought would be, lads, it can't get any worse than this. Just go out there, play your football, um, and, you know, like, the results will come. Don't put, don't, don't put too much pressure on it. And, like, that's, that's gonna that's going to give you an uplift. But, despite the result, I just don't think there's enough there for Bournemouth. It just isn't enough. In terms of, like, playing personnel for a whole season, coming up against a strange Forest side, one of the most disjointed sides I've ever seen, literally put together with madness... It, yeah it's, um,
0: yeah we'll get on to them in a minute I, I do agree with you I don't think Bournemouth have enough but results like this can lead to you know a really good couple of weeks like maybe get a draw next fair. week get another win you know just, just scraping points you know every now and again and to not, be fair they not lost you know nil, sh- they haven't played that bad
1: I am chatting a bit of poo and I'll tell you why because they've got they've got seven points yeah <laughs> So they've got seven points. That's two wins and a draw. That's not bad, you know.
0: That's not that bad. I think got thirty points is what they say. So not they're only two away. points
1: less than you, mate. And here's me saying they haven't got a chance. I mean, yeah, they're yeah. six. We'll,
0: we'll get on to Liverpool, mate, and the, the mess. It's just half of it. Yeah, they're not doing bad. But the thing is, with like teams that have just come up, is that they tend to pick up points early on. But then once they get battered for like four weeks in a row. The players, just their heads mm. go down and they don't have, you know, the score to kind of change it or freshen it up. So that's the worry. This is
1: it. Yeah, I still think they're a bit light, but yeah, credit back. where credit's due. I think if you said seven points from your first six games, considering their fixture list, you'd be like, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of Bournemouth fans will take that.
0: So what do you mm. think about the Lloyd Kelly penalty? It's where he, um, he mm. goes to block it, it's kind of sliding and he just... Saves it with his hands as he's kind of falling and slides. It's a weird one because it's quite it's quite close and it was given, but I felt like it was a little bit harsh because it was so close. Was the, what?
1: the unintentional handball. Well, I say unintentional. Yeah, but.
0: so unintentional. But his his arms are kind of up to his side, as if essentially as if he's actually trying to save it. But yeah, I thought it was a little bit harsh. Um,
1: The thing is When you go in for a slide tackle Your arm's got to go somewhere That's the point You don't don't run into a slide Like in a pencil (laughs) You You just You don't Can (laughs) you imagine (laughs) I don't don't play football But I'm sure (laughs) If I went for a slide tackle My arm would like be up It's just It's just part of the game
0: Exactly Um, I don't
1: actually recall it But if it was If his arms were in an Unnatural position Or whatever they call it Or if it Extended like The body then, unfortunately, it has to be given as a pen, doesn't it? But
0: yeah, it's just it's just a weird rule because what is an unnatural position when you're sliding in to block someone? Surely, unnatural is keeping them dead straight or behind your back. Natural is actually having them in their normal position. Yeah,
1: they should change that. They should. You should yeah. need to have your arms in a
0: in a natural position. Yeah. You always need to do like a pencil dive. You know, <laughs> like I used to do pencil yeah. dives. You see in. it
1: though. You see people now arms like sliding in with their arms behind their backs. It's it's wild to be honest. It's wild and. I think the handball rules got worse. I mean, it was bad a couple of seasons ago. Do you remember when like, every time it touched someone's hand, it would just be a foul, it would just be yeah. a penalty?
0: Anywhere from like, basically the <laughs> shoulder to the arm.
1: People would just kick it into people's arms and be like, pen.
0: Which is actually so Case funny. Case in point, because, Champions
1: League final, yeah. when you play Tottenham, just kick it in his arm. <laughs> oh, Good, so good it's, memories. It's better than that, but I thought VAR would stamp out all of this kind of 50-50-ism. It just hasn't. It's made it worse. I think it's just pissed people off more.
0: I think I think I think that's fair because what it what it's done is two things, right? It's made super horrible like millimetre offside decisions, which no one likes, no one cares about. But then decisions that aren't you know like black or white. It's just made them worse somehow because you just watch it from nine different angles, and before you know it, you've forgotten how you even felt about about the foul. You've watched it in slow motion mm. for so long. You're like. Wait, he did touch him, and then you're like, but it is a contact sport, and it's almost like they forget what is even allowed in the rules. But yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible. You thought it would be good, but it's still humans controlling it. It should only be used for offside mm. and goal line, I think, basically.
1: I agree. I, and also, you're undermining the refs, and then they're, they're just not bold enough to make the calls anymore. So it's having a bit of an adverse effect. Um, but I've ranted enough about VAR, and there is plenty more coming up. Plenty so more, I
0: am pretty sure. There is every other oh, game, mate. There is yeah. a VAR rant. Uh, pretty Big much,
1: one. it's been an awful weekend for it.
0: Big one coming. Um, um, Onto Forest, they've now yeah, conceded so nine goals in two matches and only scored two. Like both the defeats have been really chaotic. No shame in getting smashed by City; it's going to happen a lot. But this this defeat is a lot worse to me because to be two nil up against oh, Bournemouth yeah. and then to lose three two now. Yeah. I start to be worried if I was a Nottingham Forest fan because what they're doing is weird in the transfer window. And that dressing room, if the heads are down and you've just replaced me with someone new and shiny, I'm not going to be very happy in general in that workplace. And I think it could get toxic quite quickly. If you know, if you're not winning, I think it can go downhill really quickly because there's not that that stable, you know, that core group to kind of drag people up that you might have in other clubs. You know, be like lads, we've been through this. There's mm-hmm. all knuckle down. They don't know each other. They don't know like anything about each other. They could be good people, bad people, probably half of them don't speak English very well. It's gonna be messy.
1: I know. I literally said this last week. I mean it turns out buying twenty new players for your first team squad isn't the best idea. No. Um and it was evident against C it was evident against um evident again against Bournemouth. They're playing it like a team of individuals, That's because they are. You know, some of them have been there, like you say, maybe ten days. Like never been to England before, let alone Nottingham. Something like, yeah, don't speak English. They've got to learn this new system on Steve Cooper, who's not the most intelligible manager out there. You know, even just getting used to what he's saying is going to be hard. So, yeah, I mean, there were so many red flags with their transfer activity. Yeah. And what I do think is they'll probably improve as the season goes on, as they get a bit more cohesive as a team. Who knows? Who man? knows? It's, right? It's, Who knows? It's unprecedented. Knows?
0: So, no one knows. Maybe next season they'll be really good. <laughs> but in what league, you know? I wouldn't like to guess right now.
1: Nah, nah, I mean, question marks on them, and I, I, they need to get some points on the board, like, they really do, and Bournemouth at home, you really would expect them to, to get at least a point, so, yeah. you know, they're going to be pretty demotivated going into the next game.
0: Yeah, but, it's like we said though, you know,
1: jury's still out on them. Jury's
0: still out, but yeah, we said there's no easy games, but Bournemouth at home is one, you mark down three points, got to be, got to be, so to get no points, got to, got to. is very, very bad. Um, Agreed. But, that. You know they could just field a new eleven next week, and who knows? Maybe it'll be fine. They've
1: got they've got the backup, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it's uh, strange times at the City Ground. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, right. I think that's a good point. Um, should we go to a break, and then we'll get back uh, and get our about that. <laughs> to uh, quickly apologise um, I'm in Porto so you know I'm in an Airbnb life is different here I don't have a designated uh, room where I can uh, I can record myself hear my thoughts and be in peace and unfortunately the man upstairs is doing DIY right now so that may that may have come across in in the last section and also I'm pretty sure a dog went absolutely crazy outside oh. the apartment door so yeah a little bit of um ambiance for everyone but yeah little
1: porto ASMR for you lucky listeners <laughs> <laughs> I've told Jack off off camera so uh, there's going to be no interference yeah. in the, in he's, the he's got, he's
0: got Joseph morning. on standby now like he's he's cranking up the pressure
1: Joseph will be listening technically his time's coming
0: he'll be coming. making <laughs> notes mate look at all the errors <laughs> look at this sound quality
1: <laughs> and speaking of Joseph let's do Chelsea yes. Chelsea West Ham 2-1 lovely segue Um yeah. You know what? I'm just, just going in it. Robbery.
0: Absolute robbery. It was robbery. robbery. It was total robbery. <laughs> oh like man. West Ham have been robbed I can think of at least two games now this season, probably three, where they've just been absolutely robbed. I mean there was one where they hit the bar like three times. I think it was against Forest actually. Yeah,
1: with this... I mean, that was their own damn fault, but this is just disgusting. Like this was maybe the worst one 100%. of the week, even worse than Leeds one. The fact that they've ruled out a last minute equalizer. I mean, I don't know what happened. The guy ran into Mendy. He's got every right to go for that ball. Last time I checked, you
0: can go for the ball, and if you hit the goalie, it's fine. As long as the goalie doesn't hold the ball. His trailing leg caught him, man. The irony is that that could be given as a penalty. You'd be looking at that like, oh, oh, did Mendy just touch the player? Still contact. You never think, oh, he's fouled the goalie there. You think, oh, is that a penalty?
1: Never. Oh,
0: it's crazy. Never. Never in a million years
1: did I even consider that a foul. When they called it back, I was like, offside? Yeah. Like, didn't look offside. Scandalous.
0: And then, oh. But the worst part is the referee agreed. Yeah. Oh, mate. That's like... the biggest problem. Like, VAR's pulled that up. There's nothing there. This is the biggest issue with VAR right here. They always say clear and obvious. There's nothing clear, nothing obvious that it was a mistake. It looked like a good decision. Maybe it was a foul. Not clear, not obvious. Leave it alone. You're not supposed to change decisions. You're not supposed to change decisions. It's only if it's obvious. Like,
1: honestly, it's, it's 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 scandalous that yeah. one. It was scandalous. Can't help but think that maybe there's a bit of corruption involved. I know you get my tinfoil hat on, <laughs> but you see decisions like that. How? How? Like the integrity of the game is in danger, people, because. You know what I mean? Perfectly good goals are getting chalked off and it seems more and more frequent as well so you know we have to caveat the whole game like that.
0: They they apologise after and it's like so you've watched it more and now you've apologise but you've had time to watch it what like eight times and you still think it's wrong?
1: But how can the average football fans clearly see that but VAR people that are supposed to be you know I I, don't, I just my 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 mind boggles at the thought that someone on the screen has watched that back and forth Oof.
0: yeah <laughs> Oof, it doesn't make like, it doesn't how? make any sense like Mendy Mendy's pulled a fast one here as well because he looked you know he, he looked like he was really hurt he looked like he was play acting which oh man it looked like he was on it's the he really made the most on the of it in yeah.
1: Normandy <laughs> it's absolute piss take do you know what I mean like it's like holding oh mate he's looking ropey and yeah he's been saved by the bell yeah. by VAR but. That was on Mendy. That was a Mendy mistake. That wasn't. That wasn't Mendy selling the dream. Like
0: that. That was the kind of shithousery that we expect from like you know the masters of the dark. like Sergio Ramos or like Suarez. You know, it was like mm. he's fully turned this whole mess up that's basically his fault into disallowing the goal. It's unreal. But yeah, it was a joke. West Ham should be livid. And that return fixture, red cards. Put your money on it, hundred percent.
1: Oh yeah oh yeah that's going to stoke up the rivalry when they go to uh, the Olympic Park for West Ham for the return Ooh, fixture spicy yeah but it, for me it just ruined the whole game it, it,
0: yeah it did I mean yeah it has ruined do the whole we just, game do just move on do we just yeah <laughs> uh, uh, right okay on, let's, let's just try and progress right Chilwell I was worried about Chilwell because you spend 62 bill on, on someone to replace you you're probably going to get replaced right but he came on changed mm. game like that finish was unreal. Like Oof. Oof. takes it on the touch out the air with such delicacy, then like pirouettes, and then finishes from like,
1: and then makes yeah, it. It's unbelievable. I mean, from like from the byline, he's just like put a spin on yeah. the ball, so it's kind of that just, was
0: incredible. I
1: don't know if he'd be able to do it again if he tried. I feel like that was like a pure and kind of goal. But Chile, he does score a fair few. Yeah definitely more than Cucurella and then he
0: got the assist as well for, for uh, Habits as winner I mean, that's so right. that's right. I guess he's going to start next game which means is Cucurella back on the bench pretty mad it's going to be very interesting 60 mil. it's just going to be interesting to see how that develops because there's not a more stacked position I don't think right now in terms of uh, left backs mm. than that two like well, will say? just go for it I,
1: I don't think Cucurella's really justified being number one though he's been good he's been those set pieces are good he's good enough but for 62 mil you expect more than just good
0: well yeah I mean the fact that he cost more money from Chilwell and Chilwell had the premium um, of being English means yeah they probably overpaid by honestly like maybe double okay let me put
1: it like this is Cucurella on Cancelo's level no no mate then 62's over, you overpaid by, you've overpaid a lot for 62 mil simple as that
0: but is Kukurea better than Harry Maguire
1: oh yeah yeah I mean it's a bargain you know you you can't compare anything to the Harry Maguire transfer you've got got to judge
0: each deal on the kind of the market at that present time and Chelsea just couldn't negotiate Todd was like whatever I want him let's have him Mm. Is what it is Mm. I just
1: I'm actually not convinced I'm not convinced as of yet but Maybe I'm being a bit too harsh. Um, that VAR still leaving a bad taste in my mouth. bitter.
0: Right, speaking of bitter, Jorginho's is going to be bitter because he was dropped. Some very, very choice words from Joe on the last episode. I was listening in. Strong. Curse the commentator. Straight in. He was off. Didn't even start. When he came on, almost gave a goal away immediately. I think he's losing his spot. I think this might be the beginning of the end. His legs yeah. are gone.
1: His legs are gone. It's almost
0: like... He just looks too slow in the middle Once now. they found out about his penalties, they found out about everything about Jorginho. You know? Yeah. It was like, we know his tricks now. We know everything about him.
1: It's quite a fall from grace for Jorginho. Last year, third on the This year, absolute yeah, dog shit. like, dropped for an uh, out Gallagher. He just looks a bit too lightweight for the midfield. I don't know if, like... Kante not being in midfield has that effect on him He like Kante was covering him a bit more it remains to be seen but yeah I think I kind of have to agree with Joe I think the general consensus is he needs to stay out of the midfield if there are you know more suitable players there
0: so yeah another interesting point was yeah Conor Gallagher you know where does he play anymore because he was playing almost as like a right winger in this match he was picking up quite well with shows to be fair but you know, like looking to replace Jorginho, they haven't found a proper place for Gallagher yet at present. And I'm a bit worried that he's just going to be moved around and not play in a position that really works for him and maybe not hit the heights that he did last season um, and then just kind of fade into the background.
1: Yeah, I since that red card, I've been a bit worried for Gallagher just because I don't, I don't see where he fits into Chelsea's system. It definitely looks more suited to a team like Crystal Palace that plays quick transitions and, you know, on the counter and he can go box to box. I just feel like the system is too kind of oppressive for a player like Conor Gallagher. Yeah. And you're going to see those ropey moments where he does get sent off. Um,
0: Agreed. It's just a bit too static for him. Like he, Honestly, mm-hmm. it's never going to happen, but he'd actually suit Man United really well. Just rapid counter-attacks, mm-hmm. carrying the ball um, and just kind of releasing the forwards. So, yeah. Good player, maybe not the right club for him sadly. Um Fafana no. had his debut, we haven't even talked about that. Honestly didn't notice him if I'm honest, so
1: Understated, wasn't it? Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing for a defender. Ma- but I guess for eighty mil you're always expecting fireworks.
0: Yeah, exactly. But yeah, my main point was just, yeah, free Rhys James to get back to doing what he does best, which is just absolutely dominate that right hand side. I thought, yeah, we should not You know the Carl Walker experiment for England where it's like playing with a right centre back, we should not do that with Rhys James anymore. He's too good to be played out of position oh, I
1: think Rhys James has to be first choice right back without a question of a doubt um, no offence Trent no offence Carl Walker but yeah. he's too good Yeah, he's too good and he can shoot he's offensive but he's very good defensively as well Yeah. which um, is yeah I think for Southgate's system of five at the back it's, it's a no brainer
0: yeah I agree sadly even as a Liverpool fan I have to admit he is I don't really see any, uh, any real weaknesses in this game like, defensively or offensively,
1: he's he's a bad player. They literally are. That's why they just signed to a six-year contract. Did he? Makes oh, sense. Sure, I didn't know that. Yeah. Sad. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of big teams were sniffing around him. We had a couple of years left. So,
0: Well-deserved, mate. Very well-deserved. Gosh, Chelsea did a lot yeah. of business, aren't they? You're getting everything sorted out in, like, a couple of months. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Mason Mount's apparently the next one.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Uh, right, what of West Ham played well didn't, didn't get the point they, they literally earned and deserved so that's yeah. a bit sad for them but I think they'll be fine I think they've actually got a really good team and like they've made some really good additions like Paqueta is he's really good I'm such a big fan thought he played quite well um, honestly I feel like he did more than I've seen Scamacca do across the other five games well, I've seen enough of him to think like maybe this is yeah. the end of Scamacca already like the Scamacca experiment because Antonio's there, Bowen's there, Paquetas there, uh, Pablo Fornauz is there. There's probably another one that I've forgotten. There's, it feels like a lot of people have heard of him now, already.
1: Yeah, he hasn't shown enough smacker, has he? No.
0: Um,
1: I don't really know what kind of player he is because he's been that uninvolved in all the games he's played. Um, it's a bit of a worry. He seems like a like a kind of Olivier Giroud type player, but I haven't really seen the linking up that we expect from Olivier Giroud it's just I don't know if he if he suits West Ham to be honest I,
0: yeah I don't know either, and I feel like buying strikers from Syria is always is always really risky I, off the top of my head I can't think of many that have gone really well um, certainly not in recent times you know Lukaku did not work at all and now Skraka. so I do have concerns and there's always there's always flops and he's looking
1: I think 35 mil was a big outlay for him so yeah. I feel like David Moyes has got to make it work I mean surely there's space for the big man up front there has to be right
0: yeah but then maybe that's where they got Piquetta because they knew they needed more up front and Scamacca's just not working out and they're like let's just be decisive let's just have a good season and just think, get him in
1: I think Antonio's as effective as needs be I really like Antonio as a player you know like Same. he's not the most graceful but he is a bit, of a, a bit of a war horse a bit of a chariot up front and he's relentless as well and he's powerful it just causes yeah. problems, doesn't matter what team he plays against, his kind of physique and that just causes problems. So unless Kamaka can bring a bit of that, yeah, I can't see him getting back into that starting eleven anytime soon.
0: No, nah, neither. I can definitely see Antonio having like an Indian summer in Syria at like age thirty five just being a marauding wing back um and just absolutely tearing it up like up and down the flank. I could totally see that. You know, like Ashley Young did and Victor Moses does and whatever. I could totally see that and I'd love to see it.
1: Mm, mm, all the States could see him playing. Yeah. Soccer ball for a good, for a good number of his seniors. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, West Ham, West Ham were just really unlucky. Yeah. They should have got their equaliser and they deserved it. I, I don't think Chelsea really deserved the win, but no. that's the way it goes, eh? Yeah,
0: they got it. But yeah. Hammers will be fine. Chelsea, got very lucky. But, you know, with a win. Mm.
1: Wins a win. Uh, wins a win.
0: So what we got next? Tottenham two, Fulham one. Um well, what did I what did I like about this game? I'm trying to think. Um I thought Kane was really good. Mitrovic. Yeah, I know. But, oh,
1: interesting. Interesting.
0: But maybe maybe a game of just two two shit hot forwards because they were they were noticeably good. Um I thought Kane was really good, like his goal was just pure instinct and I feel like he's back to his best now. You know, like last season he was pissed because he didn't move to City. But I think under Conte, he now mm. believes that he can actually win a trophy. Um, and they do look decent. I mean, that's got to be the aim this season, just to win any trophy. Like, what's, what's it called these days? Carabao. Just win the Carabao, you know? Just something. Mm.
1: I mean, Harry Kane's got to lift a trophy in his career, otherwise it's an absolute... It's criminal, to be honest. An absolute waste of your career. Um, I still wouldn't say he's up to his like electric best. He's more of a deep lying forward. Where I'd say he's more odds on to get the assist now. And that sounds absolutely stupid because he's got five and six games. Um, but if you actually look at the goals, not a lot of them from open play. Like he is a monster uh, with the set pieces as well. So yeah, I'm not 100. percent
0: So yeah, I mean, what do you think? Do you think he's going to break the all time goals record? Like he's 73 away now. He's close
1: but I just feel like his goal scoring is going down um, yeah, like no, I say he doesn't seem to be scoring as many from open play anymore which isn't a major problem because Tottenham are geared up for set pieces and that 73 is not a lot but he still needs to average 20 prem goals for the next three seasons going on to 33
0: yeah it seems
1: a little bit unlikely
0: it's there it's just whether he can keep his fitness um, it's going to be interesting it's going to be close it's going to be tight it's going to be tight defo defo Um, Um, Hoiberg um, Hoiberg mate Two goals already For Hoiberg If he's now Become a goal scorer And Conte's taught him How to score goals um, He's going to be A really Interesting surprise Weapon for Tottenham Because It's not what he's Renowned for um, Goal scoring He's just a destroyer So if he's suddenly A destroyer And a box-to-box midfielder And a goal scorer They've got a real Player there
1: He's a good player He's a good midfielder, actually Even when they Signed him from Southampton It was Smart decision He's a bit of a Kind of Bit of a marshal in midfield, isn't he? Yeah, he really sets the tone for the for the Tottenham team. Um, yeah, he looks like he's been playing for Tottenham all his whole career, which is annoying because I hate Tottenham. So, <laughs> um, yeah, credit to him. I mean, I feel like Fulham put up a good fight, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. I think I think Fulham were probably unlucky. If anything, um, they're just a good team. Like Mitrovic is on fire. Mitrovic is on fire. What else can you say? Like his goal was yeah. unbelievable. Um, he's, he's, a, he's quite got unstoppable somebody, at the moment just, yeah. yeah
1: just confident he's unplayable I mean, just confident
0: he's just, he just he looks like yeah. everything you want
1: in centre forward but he looked like that previously so it's just weird
0: 100% I think if he keeps this up then it's only about of time before he's yeah like Champions League clubs are looking at him basically
1: mm. he needs a couple more seasons in the Prem I reckon just consistently scoring goals before before that happens but the big move could happen if he carries this on like I think it was, what, six games, six goals? Something like that? Maybe not. Maybe a little bit less. Yeah. Let me have a quick look. But I know the guy is absolutely smashing it this year.
0: Yeah, mate. He's no joke. He's no joke this season. Um, six games, six that goals,
1: that, mate. That's an impressive record, that. Sorry.
0: If it weren't for Haaland, he'd be up there. But Haaland's different different gravy, mate. Um, yeah, I just uh, wanted to give a shout-out to Emerson Emerson Royale. Um because, like, he was done. He was pretty rubbish last season. We were, like, we were looking at him and thinking, so they got rid of Serge Aurier, and then they bought Serge Aurier Mark II, basically. <laughs> and, yeah. and suddenly, Conte, like, looking really good. Like, locked down that right wing-back spot so far, and you just think, this is Conte. I feel like Conte, he's got a fetish for just... Getting the right wing back and just locking it down with someone who's not that good. Like he did it with Victor Moses. He did it with Ashley Young. He, he, this is his thing. He's just he does it just to fuck with us. I think.
1: I think he just knows a good wing back or knows like the qualities that a wing back that he wants in a system should possess. Um, he does strike me as a guy who knows what he wants in every way. So he sets up his teams just so well. Like he is a good match for Tottenham. I think maybe more so than Chelsea were at the time although Chelsea are more ambitious were more ambitious at the time so it's an interesting one he's a perfect manager to try and take this team to where it wants to be at the end of its cycle because this Tottenham team let's not forget are nearing that kind of peak if not at their peak already I think once Harry Kane um, well I don't, I don't want to say retires but for example Son I don't think there's going to be a lot more seasons of Son at the, the highest level that we've seen him and um, so I think the next two seasons are critical and I think Conte's the right man to deliver it if they are going to actually mount a serious title challenge
0: yeah I think that's reasonable um, I was interested to see that Kulacet got dropped as well for Richardson because my assumption was that yeah Son would get dropped because he hasn't played that well so far um, but yeah Richardson came in looks really good actually I was, I was a bit sad that he didn't get his goal because it was a nice goal um, again Ooh, yeah. VAR just coming in and uh, it was unnecessarily tight
1: I mean, it was off that one. Was like, it was offside, to be fair. You know, it's just annoying. There should be. I mean, obviously, it's not annoying because I don't want to see a chance to score any goals. But <laughs> they should give the benefit of the doubt to the attackers. If it's like a bloody shoulder and armpit, like I've said before, just give them the goal. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. Get no advantage from being a shoulder length over offside. I've
0: always thought that. You just think It's weird because like I can't score with my arm, so does it matter? And like, do you remember how the rule used to be? It was like. Daylight. So if, as long as, as long as the attacker is like not daylight in front of the defender, it's not offside. And they brought it so far back that it's like now a finger or like a hair. Like the middle ground was yeah, fine.
1: No, it's yeah. It's it's annoying though because we were calling for VAR for so long, complaining about dodgy linesman decisions. It's almost like we reaped what we sowed. Yeah.
0: Just um, don't. Just don't let us choose. It's anything. too late now. Just don't let us choose anything. Know, we late. don't know.
1: We should have preserved the game as it as it was when it was first formed, and I yeah I apologise as a modern fan to all the purists because we fucked it.
0: We, we fucked absolutely it. Absolutely fucked it, and we deserve this. We deserve to have all these great goals ruled out. Um, right? Yeah. Should we one more and then go for, go to a break?
1: Perfect. What have we got?
0: Aston Villa, Man City. Oh, sorry. Aston Villa one, Man City one. <laughs> so I honestly felt like this was the easiest game to call. In the whole fixture like pile mm. this weekend,
1: dead sir for City to win. City steamrolling right. them five 0
0: easy. Villa have been rubbish. Like we went mm-hmm. in how many how many times on Villa this season, and they bloody they bloody turned up. They played really well, showed a lot of heart, a lot of character. Had some good chances, and honestly, again, fucking far. Coutinho could have scored the winner with a, with a honestly a great goal. See that one was really hard to quantify because
1: it wasn't VAR or was the referee no, just blown The whistle- blew the
0: whistle.
1: Too soon. Sorry yeah it wasn't as foul to Villa wasn't it? Yeah.
0: No, it was offside. It was offside but he was he was miles onside from what I saw.
1: Oh but they blew the whistle for offside already hadn't they? yeah and they couldn't Oh it was some stupid loophole which means they couldn't have called it back actually I remember this I just can't remember what. Or something like It was a joke.
0: Because they're supposed to yes. let it run. If it's a goal-scoring opportunity, you don't flag for side, You let it run.
1: This is a, this is what's so infuriating. Is there's just no consistency. Pissing me off. There's just no consistency of what the, what what the officials are doing. And another amazing goal ruled out that could potentially change the fortunes of so many teams.
0: Yeah, exactly. But that's two points that Villa. Imagine if they go down by two points or one point.
1: Yeah, but also you know like that that's a chance for someone else but City to win the title.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It works both ways here. Like, Chelsea could have dropped points, City could have dropped more points. Things could have been so different, but instead, here mm. we are. Um, mm. Yeah, I think, yeah, the general... I was honestly shocked at how committed the players were. Like, the sight of Ashley Young tracking back. Ashley Young. Ashley Young, Young he man. Did so well. Shrugging KDB off the ball, well. releasing a good attack. Like, the commitment. It was like, yeah, they're still playing for Gerrard. So, maybe Gerrard has got some life in him, yet, Because I feel like one more thumping and he might yeah. have been out the door.
1: It was Definitely a vote of confidence from the Villa players, yeah, um, just from that performance alone. But let's talk about that city goal. And the main thing there was the ball in from De Bruyne. Oh, my goodness, what a ball!
0: He's oh unbelievable, isn't he? Like, there's two of them now, maybe
1: the best cross i ever seen. There's two so cheat codes. Like,
0: De Bruyne, when he's going, is unstoppable, and now Haaland is the same. There's two of them now, maybe. Well,
1: yeah, it was inevitable Haaland was going to arrive at that back post, but I think anyone, even Sterling, could have scored that. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> It was, just, it was just the perfect ball. It went over the top of the keeper somehow, but still landed at the back post, perfect height for a little tap-in. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to see those goals a lot this year. Um, yeah. But Leon Bailey's goal, wow. That was really good. Oh, it, came, it came out of nowhere. It was a goal. Yeah, it was just... Absolutely bang that. Yeah, I really like that
0: goal, because it was like, it was like really good pressing, they won the ball, they got the turnover, very direct, meaningful running from Ramsey. And then, yeah, the pass was perfect. Like, he played at the right time. Bailey just absolutely smashed the first you know where like a counter-attack is perfect and they just execute mm. it how many times have you seen these attacks where the ball's just a little behind and they lose it but yeah they just absolutely nailed it
1: yeah and ice cool mate under a lot of pressure 1-0 down you know if lose that you might potentially get your manager sacked he may have just said Gerard's Gerrard's skin yeah. that goal so you,
0: you want to see him. credit? you want to see Bailey play more because he feels like they're only out and out winger in a team of just attacking midfielders you know he actually has that in his locker so
1: he's got a bit of like yeah a bit of incisiveness about him but yeah it's just so disappointing that they ruled out Coutinho's goal I guess it wasn't a goal because they never ruled it out technically but God, yeah. how much Coutinho might have needed that to kickstart his season? It just seems. It, it was horribly vintage, horribly mate. Unfair. It was a
0: vintage Coutinho goal as well, you know, just like mm. out nowhere, and against City, mm. that, that is a vintage Coutinho goal outside the box against City. That is him to a tee.
1: No, exactly, exactly. So VAR, hold your heads in shame. Hold them yeah. in shame.
0: Not even VAR, mate. Just linesman, linesman refs. VAR. Just no. I'm blaming
1: there. VAR. I'm going to blame VAR. <laughs> and VAR. It's all VAR. Yeah,
0: true that. <laughs> Oh, um, man. Lost World and Holland Ten goals, six matches. Fuck me. This guy's no joke, is he? He's going to break Salah's record. Do you think so?
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah, I mean, He's got 32 more games, mate, to get, what, 23 more goals? Yeah. He's got ten and six. Mate, we played football manager for a period in our life. Ten goals in six games is magic. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is, like... It shouldn't happen like that. It shouldn't be that easy. He's making a mockery of this league.
0: I feel like he's actually hurting the brand at this point. He's hurting the brand of the Premier League. Because now we're like, mm. OK, maybe maybe our league is a Farmers League team. Maybe we're all trash, you know? Maybe no league can stop him.
1: I mean, I've seen that argument crop up more and more and it's harder to deny when they're going to be potentially winning if they win this year, five out of six. Yeah. That's pretty farmer League levels, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, as long as Pep's there and as long as D- Abu Dhabi own Man City, it's they're always going to be up there. They're always going to be a contender.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, what do you think about City? Just a bit sloppy really. I wouldn't be surprised if next week they just, they just bang another five nil. Realistically, but be interesting yeah, to see how they to the long tomorrow. Drop drop more points next week and could see an actual title challenge forming. Probably by January, it's over. But you know, like there's there's
1: interesting teams going for it. What I will say is that they had an even worse start last year, and then went on that perfect winning streak. So yeah, they, yeah. yeah, I can't, I can't. It's cities to lose. I still stand by that. A one-one draw at Aston Villa will not change my mind. It's still, cities to lose.
0: Yeah, you are right. Um, and I can hear that dog going absolutely crazy again. So let's take a quick break.
1: And we are back for the most boring segment of the pod. Um,
0: (laughs) I'd be happy to skip it, mate. Full disclosure. I'd be happy to skip it. I don't have good things to say for this bit.
1: We struggled last week for the nil nils, and there seem to be a couple more this week. So we're going to do our best, gang, uh, late listening gang who are still here. So we're going to start with the most exciting of the three Wolves versus Southampton.
0: (laughs) Bear in mind, there's one goal. One in goal. These three games. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna wax lyrical about this one goal. We're
1: gonna be clutching for the next twenty to half an hour, but
0: let's get it. Yeah.
1: So Wolves versus Southampton, one nil. I feel like we could have predicted that result. Wolves are just looking very, very kind of dry in the goals department.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I, this is their first win in twelve matches. So oh, is that right? I, that kind of stuck on me. Stuck up on me that statistic. To be honest with you. I never really had them down as not winning every, you know, at least every four or five games. So mm. interesting, but they in their classic Wolves traditional fashion of just grinding out the nils.
1: I do feel like Wolves are still in a kind of transitional period where, you know, Bruno's kind of preferred signings have come in, but there's still a bit of leftover from Nuno's days, and I don't know. I still feel like they're kind of in the they're kind of an in-between stage at the moment. I feel like second half of the season we might see a much more threatening Wolves because at the moment they just look a bit sterile up front a yeah. lot of pretty passing around the box but not a lot of kind of fret to be honest I think know, against fair. Bournemouth they weren't fantastic and Southampton again you know one goal for all the kind of domination that they had as well
0: yeah but you know they have invested in you know forwards I mean they had that that new guy that two metre absolute giant what Kalyasic Kalisic? Kalisic. Mm. Um, so they've invested pretty heavily in the kind of offensive offensive area offensive area oh my god that Americanism from Joseph last week mate, it's, oh, it's covered in it's you know, the offensive line man um, yeah but I mean to be fair to that Kaleisic guy he did get substituted within 60 minutes so
1: I think it was an injury though wasn't
0: it ah was it okay I wasn't sure but yeah I was going to say it's not, it's not debut you want if it was an injury that's a bit more fair have wow. you
1: seen the news today they're trying to sign Diego Costa
0: <laughs> stop really
1: yeah it's got to the point where they applied for a work permit got rejected so they've appealed it oh, watch God. this space
0: I would love to Which see that
1: Would would be amazing just another shithouse in the prem a 35 year old Diego Costa that would be outrageous wouldn't it
0: not, not the guy I'd turn to if I needed goals but I'd love to see it I'm so here for that
1: yeah me too me too I mean I hate Diego Uh, I get triggered just by his very face but
0: (laughs) be a good signing for him Yeah. speaks Portuguese as well so you know it's mandatory I'm sure that their training has to be in Portuguese they're surely not making all of the Portuguese players do it in English like that's surely not
1: bad for their like their one token English player at the back.
0: I <laughs> Just imagine Nathan, <laughs> Nathan <laughs> Collins just <laughs>
1: there every night, yes. just on Duolingo. <laughs> 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 just like f. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's funny, he just looks out of place. Yeah. You know, you've got like Jose Sa, Ruben Neves, Mutinho, and then you've got Collins. Collins <laughs> and so Max Kilman,
0: just sitting there at the samba bar. Like, how did he get <laughs> yeah. here, lad?
1: I think it's brilliant as well that they're both centre-backs yeah. which is like the most British position if I had to think of one 100% so, it's the only area you yeah, don't
0: need flair and a bit of spice you know you just need big mm. boys
1: mm. but yeah despite the one the result wouldn't you say Southampton were a bit unlucky
0: so I mean look Adams he's been in pretty good form recently but he had a very very bad very very bad game in front of goal I mean there was a I think there was a header where it was actually an open goal and he just missed the ball and handballed it so (laughs) he got given as a foul and the second header was ricocheted off the crossbar so bad day for him I'd
1: argue that he's always he's always a bit patchy isn't he Shea Adams when it comes off for Shea Adams it looks great don't get me wrong and he's always he's one for trying but he's not the most clinical no he's not
0: (laughs) he he offers some sort of threat definitely but yeah I mean this sums him up really but yeah, bad lead offers for him but Southampton they're, I think they're performing better than I was expecting um, I like Joe Rebo mm-hmm. I think he's good I think he's a good signing for them like the price was good and he adds a lot of directness and height just to them so like he makes late mm-hmm. runs whenever they cross the ball he's always just there lurking um, I'm surprised more teams didn't look yeah. at him because like, he was kind of a key man for Rangers you know, they got
1: him on a bargain as well he was really good for Rangers last season so yeah it is a bit surprising I also think he does really well with Lavia in midfield mate, I don't you, know if you, you absolutely from. love
0: Lavia I mean I think this is what the third yeah. game we could have made mate. just singing his praises so
1: he's 18 mate and he plays like that I know he's a City graduate from their academy but ah, they player their hand, so. ok
0: I needed that profile because I've been lost like who they all are I see so he's a City wonder kid essentially
1: so I've happened to sign like 4 from City all with buyback clauses inserted in um, they'll be fine risky but they look City, good City, they City look are,
0: really City good they aren't going to like <laughs> a buyback, not going whereas, to look not
1: for all four you
0: know
1: not for no. all four not for all four worst know. case one and if they do then they make a healthy yeah. profit
0: worst case one and yeah. they have good players for a time and yeah they make a profit honestly they, that should be their new model just any like Chelsea Chelsea are probably going to want to sell someone next summer just, just get them all on buybacks Tiny <laughs> Levermento.
1: Yeah. Breuer yeah 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 seems to be the way forward and if teams are willing to do it Premier League teams as well for people then yeah it's a win-win really um, I like it so yeah I'll, I'll be mentioning Lavia next week as oh, well I can't
0: wait <laughs> mate Let, try and bring more stats mate I, I, I want to I wanna know him like in depth by the end of by the end yeah, of the so season I'll do a little deep dive for yeah, next week and I want to base it solely on the, the little segments that you kind of give us on Lavia
1: well I'll tell you something funny obviously this is my, honestly, it's the last thing about Lavier today. But you know, they signed him this summer. Yeah. Chelsea. So Chelsea also this summer offered Southampton fifty mil.
0: What <laughs> for him? Yeah. yeah.
1: So like, they could have like sold him for fifty mil before he even played like a competitive game or one or two competitive games. What the fuck? I mean, Chelsea obviously got mental. Chelsea have lost their heads. <laughs> it's true. Like, Lost their heads. He's only played five games for Southampton. Imagine if he moved for fifty mil already. I don't know what that happened to the buyback clause or anything like that. That is that. That's that is crazy. Hilarious, mate. That is hilarious in my opinion. I mean, the only other um,
0: transfer I saw that relates to that was that I saw that deadline day Liverpool went ham for Caicedo um, um, with Brighton, offered like forty mil. Bear in mind, they signed up for four mm. mil a year ago. So,
1: yeah. I mean, it's funny how the cookie crumbles. Funny what deadline day does to people. Yeah. So. Yeah, but yeah, Lavia, eighteen, mate, going to be a world beater. I'll be watching closely, mate.
0: You've sold me on him. You've sold me on him so far. I'd like, yeah. to, I'd like to see him in uh, the red of Liverpool because we need some midfield engines.
1: <sighs>
0: Maybe against Liverpool for sure. On to Liverpool then.
1: And yeah, speaking of Liverpool, look what we've got
0: now: Everton nil, Liverpool nil. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna have a little round of right here. Yeah, off you go. So, 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 so disappointing, mate. For a Liverpool perspective, like Everton are there for taking. Like that's not a hard game. They're in bad form. They're headed down. I know it's a derby, but like, fuck me, how are we not being Everton? Like when they're so sad. It's not like Everton are not under like Moyes, for example. We've like two years ago. Like this is like the Everton that survived relegation, celebrating like the won the title. Like they're sad. They're on their knees, and we draw nil nil. And, like, we've dropped more points again. We've dropped points against Fulham, against Everton, against United. (laughs) We lost against United when they were on their knees. We've dropped points against Palace. Palace. We've almost dropped points against Newcastle. (laughs) we basically only won one game, comprehensively, and that was Bournemouth. And they sat their manager after So, like, these are all games that we should win. You know? This this is a team that almost won the quadruple last season. I know we didn't, but we came real close. And now we we can't win games, comprehensively. I don't know what's going on, but it's a hell of a fall from grace. I thought.
1: I think the departure of Mane really hit your attack hard. It's completely changed the dynamic of how that attack works. And yeah. Not Nunez and Mane operate in completely different spaces, and I think it's taken a bit of time to kind of recalibrate how effective you're going to be up front. Nunez, like for all that Nunez is, he's not a Bobby Firmino. It's interesting that as soon as Firmino came on, you guys looked a lot better up yeah, front. Yeah, it was a mistake to start him,
0: I think. Like Firmino, look like we were saying, last time I was on this podcast, like what, two game weeks ago, Firmino, best game Liverpool shirt for like a year. So just keep him going, just keep it going, mm-hmm. it's working. So yeah. Because
1: mm-hmm. what I think the problem is, is Diaz is just a direct player, he cuts in, tries to get the yeah. goal, almost did it again, can I just add, for yeah. a little Tra- it's a a crossbar, it's a train- yeah trademark always hits the woodwork though it never goes in yeah, you're this close to unlocking an <laughs> um, absolute animal this close. yeah and then Salah obviously kind of does the same thing from the right he's direct he won't really look for the pass and Nunes is just kind of a centre forward that occupies the kind of the most furthest point of the of the enemy's opposition whereas Mane would kind of float in between Before I just feel like the balance has really shifted this year and you know, if you look at it on paper, a like-for-like like swap for Mane and Nunes seems like great business and perfect sense. But I, in terms of the team's actual shape and the way that they attack, it's changed so much. Yeah. It obviously, doesn't help that like your whole midfield's gone and disappeared.
0: Yeah, that's not ideal. I think that's one of the major issues. Is that I think teams have worked out that at the moment, if you just stop stop the wingers and stop the fullbacks, we basically don't have anything else. We don't have any other weapons at present. We just recycle it out to Robertson or Trent or Simicas. They just whip it in and that's basically, that's our main, that's our main room. Actually, no,
1: you guys are looking tired. Yeah,
0: we, looking tired. we actually need, we need changes in the middle. We need more invention in the middle. We need just like more dynamism. Like we can't just chuck it to the wingers to keep crossing it in or like just give it to them and then be like, just run, do something. That's not, that's not a good strategy. Mm. Surprisingly uh, easy to defend against uh, all of a sudden.
1: Yes, yeah, and I think you know an Everton backline low on confidence. You really should have pressed that a bit more. Let's be fair to Everton; there was some heroics from Jordan Pickford. Yeah, there some good saves. He, he had a out. damn good game, you know, for
0: us.
1: The Nunes save sticks in the mind. That was a crazily good yeah. save. Um, and
0: yeah,
1: but alas, you should have done more. And the thing is, they had some chances as well where they feasibly could have won they the game. And I think that's the concern too. They had a goal disallowed. Uh, it's not like you dominated. They?
0: Um, sorry I was going to say they had a goal this loud, which was uh, contentious I think to be honest quite tight offside I was happy to see it you know given but mm, yeah, yeah we yeah, had a lot yeah. of chances they had some pretty good chances too and yeah draw's probably a fair result and that's just damning damning mate we are a big I was literally
1: about to say the fact that it was a nil-nil and we're saying that's a fair result is damning on Liverpool's part Yeah. you know so I'm um, yeah I mean hopefully Arthur Mello injects we said in, in, in he's a new new <laughs> midfielder and he seems to fit the bill doesn't he I'm not, I'm not feeling um, great
0: about it for someone who's quite injury prone signing injury prone mm-hmm. players on a short term basis chances are he's going to get injured and just just sit there and just take some money yeah
1: yeah but I mean he's got cover right well, you know, at least there is some depth
0: I'll be interested to see because yeah we need something in the middle of the moment and we went a bit we went a bit mad on the last day trying to sign like, like Sacedo I think we tried to sign Zakari, I don't know we, just, we went for it
1: see I just don't get that I'm sorry but like if you knew from the start you needed you a say? midfielder, why are you leaving it to the last day to panic I just don't I get no that idea. I don't get that it's poor form from FSG which you don't often say yeah. and surely we- um, I mean Arsenal did it too so obviously it's a thing but like, why are we leaving it to the last day if that was a position you knew you needed to require and you're that desperate that you know you're just going I don't to know way.
0: maybe, maybe things sense. happen on the last day maybe suddenly agents start calling around and being like oi do you want half Bello like on oh no, loan we'll pay half the wages do you just want it mm. and you know maybe before mm. it was like permanent deal no loan and then suddenly it all changes and it all happens it can be anything but yeah it doesn't seem like he was close to our first choice and I don't think the buyback will get activated at the end of the year personally but I would love no, to be free wrong. No. I would
1: love that. You never know, it could be a well beater, but yeah, I mean the signs aren't looking amazing there. But I still think he's good cover for a deadline day signing considering that you apparently weren't looking for it until the last yeah. week, so You never know, you know. Fair play.
0: Last uh But you seven?
1: know Yeah. No, I was just about to say, I mean for Liverpool I think some very crucial running up until the World Cup now. You're six points behind us already. You know, had we been in United, I'd be nine points behind after six yeah. points gone. You haven't been in a position Already, like it's while. gone
0: from title contenders to sort of like top four contenders. To, like, the, the expectations, are, they're not dropping, but I'm getting more concerned that top four was a banker, you know, and now it's like, if we carry on like this. Oh, welcome yeah, to the real
1: world, my friend. Welcome
0: to the, the real the world. Golden, the golden era is over, mate. What, what an era it was. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to mention a final note on Stella. Um He's been quite quiet this season, and he was he dropped off quite a lot in the second half of last season. Mane picked up a lot of slack in his absence, but yeah, he doesn't look that much of a goal threat. and He's not really getting involved, and I'm getting that horrible feeling that we might have made a mistake in the way that sort of Ozor and Bamiang penned out, where they get the big contract, we get carried away with the hype, and then the drop off happens almost Mate. immediately.
1: I mean, to be honest, the drop-off happened before he signed. Like, has he been that good since AFCON finished?
0: No, mate, he hasn't been that good this whole year. If
1: you ask yourself honestly, has he really been a world-beater since AFCON ended earlier no. in the year? I don't think no. he has. Um, but yeah, it is striking how similar to the Aubameyang contract that was signed in 2020. It is so striking. Off the back of you know, a season... You know, like, it was universal clamour that he should sign. Yeah, 100%. You know, yeah. It wasn't even a thought process that maybe this contract is a bad idea. You're fully invested, like, he needs to sign. Like, that's the only question. Does it seem like a good idea now? Dare I say it? Six games, you know, this is It's probably a bit early to be having alarm bells. But I just don't know. I don't know if he's going to hit those levels that he's ever hit before, you know how many goals and involvements has he had I think he's probably at most got one goal one assist six yeah games. I think
0: so I think yeah probably two is probably a good a good shout two contributions so far in six games it's not it's not oh, very six good six games
1: two goals it's not it's not fabulous but
0: I, do, I think there are wider issues but yeah you, you kind of expect him to just step up and just just you know mm. just, just, just get the goals you know to carry us through this bad form but just a couple of question marks and not the kind of question marks that I was hoping, <laughs> hoping to have this soon, you yeah. Like, you always yeah. think...
1: It's not a question of how many. Yeah, you
0: always think like, oh, Arsenal's so stupid giving that big contract, it was so obvious. And then, maybe we've done it, maybe we've literally done it straight away.
1: And you know what the problem is as well, the other effect that has is obviously on the other players. Up until that contract was given, you guys, you guys have got a really solid wage structure. Yeah. You know, we had a more varied wage structure than you did with the aubameyang Erzul situation. And we finally just cleared them all out, which has, you know, proved to be completely the right decision. Maybe there's a bit of blowback for Liverpool dressing it's room It's honestly well, a good theory, because
0: everyone they? seems a little off it at the moment, and maybe that's part of it. Maybe they realise that... Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, he's not playing as well, and he's getting, like, well, at least 100k more than everyone else.
1: Yeah, and when I was watching All or Nothing... What I didn't realise is, like, all the players talk about what they're earning. Like, there was a really telling conversation, I think it was between Tierney and Odegaard, and Tierney asked Odegaard how much he was on. And Tierney was like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, I'm only on this. So it's definitely a conversation that they all have. But it's quite normal. Because, like,
0: again, if it was a workplace, you're doing the same job, and you find out someone's earning double you, you're like, I don't think so.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's all about leverage with your agents and that. But, I mean i don't know do you think mo's university liked within that liverpool squad or do you think he's just bared with for what he brings to the
0: team i do think that mo the character is really lovely but mo the, the footballer is just yeah he's just a selfish guy so it, it just it just depends which what you I, mean.
1: I wonder if the selfishness now combined with the big the, the big salary is that, you know causing a problem I, I honestly believe Mane left in part due to the contract negotiations um, and, the f- and the fact that everyone's talking about Salah and no one was talking about Mane, Yeah. I think that helped him because he, he seemed like he was going to join Bayern before the Champions League final like it seemed like his mind was made up way before the end of the season it's an
0: interesting one it'll be interesting to see how we look back on it in, like, in a couple of years whether you know this was a moment where we should have should have got rid of both of them or we should have actually kept Mane or just not given the contract It'd just be interested to see how it plays out like, imagine if if mm, we just had to let him go in two years. You know, like just like Aubameyang. Imagine that. You can't see it now, but... Stranger Mate, things it's have happened.
1: unthinkable, but... Stranger things have happened. You wouldn't have said the same about Aubameyang when he exactly. signed it. So, watch yeah. that space.
0: Uh, right, watch let's space. get into this last game. newcastle nil, Crystal palace nil. Boring, boring, boring. Boring, um, boring. I mean, boring. the main talking point was the Mitchell own goal. Oh my days. Another VAR, absolute clangour. Like, so just just spell it out (laughs) for anybody who has to see there. Basically the the ball goes into the box and who's attacking it? I think it's Joe Willock is attacking it and Mitchell pushes Joe Willock into Geiter, the Crystal Palace goalie, and then the ball hits Mitchell after he's pushed them and goes in for an own goal. So he scored
1: an own goal and committed a foul and the goal was not given no ruled out as a foul it's it's like we're watching two different things because I agree with that you know for me there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that's how it went down that's how the commentators saw it that's how the commenters in the videos saw it how on a VAR don't see I don't it? Know. It's, it's almost yeah. It's like they don't exactly. want to accept controversial exactly. goals.
0: It's like they just assume that the defenders push someone, and then they're like, "Yeah, yep, yeah, classic, classic defender pushing people."
1: But I thought it what VAR. I could forgive a referee for yeah. giving that as a foul, as they did before. You get one chance to see it. It might have been, you know, when the ball comes in from the box, it's congested in the middle. You may not get a chance to see it. Fair enough. If you have all these camera angles, slow mo, a monitor at the pitch side. And a dude upstairs watching everything on a screen on playback. For me it's unforgivable the amount of mistakes. Yeah, the amount of mistakes this see. week
0: has been shocking and I think there will, will definitely be radical changes because, yeah, like that that was ridiculous. And you know, that's cost, um, that's cost mm-hmm. Newcastle two points, potentially. Yeah.
1: Again. Again. You know, I've no fault there. I'm not unhappy about that, by the way. No. But no. it's the principle. But what I think, I think you're right, I think radical changes will come in because... As you said, it's actually hurting the product at this point. You know, people are celebrating then the goals are going back. And yeah, it's not a great look across the world, is it? You know, we market ourselves as the best league in the world. And you get all these rubbish, contentious calls that change games and just take the excitement. I've got, like, I've, that's not going to stand for long.
0: I've got a controversial thought. Do you think it's because the brand Premier League, this adds talking points? This is actually reality TV we're now watching, mixed with football. Where these clangers are part of the kind of hysteria that make the products more interesting.
1: Yeah, but I I'd argue that there'd still be talking points. Because let's say, let's go, let's, let's use this example. Let's say it goes in. The talking point is like, was that a foul? The talking point is still the same. It's just that the goal's gone in. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Like, the talking point's still going to exist. I just trying to
0: find reasons why this decision was so ridiculous and that.
1: I know, but it's, it's just incompetence, isn't it? It has to be because so many across the weekend are affected yeah. by just rubbish, rubbish calls. It's just, Shh. it's just, it's just, it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing to be honest. But yeah, hey, but anyway,
0: you know, we're well, not Speaking of, yet. right. Geyser, I was thinking about this. He was, he was in incredible form. Like nil-nil for Crystal Palace was actually a very, very good result for them because Newcastle mm-hmm. banged down the door, and he was pretty much the only reason that they kept a clean sheet um, other than that ridiculous decision <laughs> he's, he's a good really keeper, teacher,
1: You know, he? He's been people. around for a while as well
0: Yeah And yeah, I was thinking is the, the starting goalie the single strongest position in the Premier League across all of the teams because you look at all of the goalkeepers that they have and you can make a case to say that you know, they're like top quality goalie Genuinely, genuinely really good. Yeah. And you take the case of the promoter teams. You've got Dean Henderson, Bert Leno, mm. and Neto. Mm.
1: Neto... Neto came oh, from yeah. for a bit. Yeah, when the hell did Neto arrive? No idea. Leno's sure obviously, I'm pretty sure
0: Leno's correct if I'm wrong, but doesn't he have caps for Germany? He might. Oh, and yeah. And then Dean Henderson, yeah, yeah, t- yeah, yeah, it's will time it. before he gets caps for England. So that's the promoted teams.
1: Okay. Who's got the weakest goalie? Don't
0: know, mate. Don't
1: know. Fabianski? Fabianski's
0: quite solid, though. Yeah, Fabianski's bit, quite take?
1: solid. I know. I think I'm just being ageist there.
0: They're all good. I mean, Newcastle are great. Alison? Now, so he's Mendy! <laughs> Mendy! Mendy, your current form, mate. is wobbly. Uh,
1: bloody Mendy, it's, isn't it? It's got me Mendy. Mendy. Right,
0: well, on that bombshell... <laughs> That's just a little o to uh, to Joseph mate to kind of close it out. Um right, last point I guess on Newcastle. Um I think Eddie Howe just deserves a lot of credit. Like they're really they're a really hard team to play against. At Bournemouth he uh he could not coach defence and he seems to have gone away and really worked on that because now Newcastle are extremely hard to score against and they're starting to add major firepower with Isaac and you know, Max Van going up more levels so they are a serious team and a lot of credit needs to go to Eddie Howe for that because he's improved his own coaching um, since the Bournemouth job and this job and I think he's doing tremendous, tremendous work really
1: Yeah I have to agree there um,
0: I wonder if like
1: he just doesn't have as much say in the transfers which is to his benefit because I don't think he did some great transfers in his final season at Bournemouth yeah that's fair because yeah, you um, got,
0: got Ashworth there now so makes sense
1: he's a very good coach though isn't he they're playing good football they look organised they look like they've got a plan well drilled it's just all the things you don't associate with a Newcastle team but, like where's the laughing stock Newcastle gone I know, mate. Where ball.
0: where is Neymar you know, where is Neymar at all of this where
1: where is Neymar <laughs> where did that pay off from? it's ridiculous We're, what's up with these sensible signings so yeah credit where credit's due and yeah I mean they should be aspiring for top 4 as much as anyone else in yeah this mate as a Liverpool
0: fan they have me concerned
1: yeah as an Arsenal fan they've got me concerned you know like we don't need a top 7 or a big 7 we certainly don't Hopefully they get some losses soon and re- revert to the norm but it just doesn't look like it. They I think look here to now, play. so Sad yeah, yeah, fair play I'll Newcastle. Play
0: Newcastle. Um, yeah, mate, we did it. We did it. Another
1: ten. Um, Number ten. It's been eventful. I just want to apologise in advance. We have had a few yeah, technical we, issues while uh, with our new setup, so you may hear a couple of inconsistencies yeah, in this one.
0: I'm going to put it down to the very poor Wi-Fi and very noisy neighbours in this flat. So yeah. Yeah, production's going to yeah. have a, uh, a very
1: tough job after this. That production team that yeah. we have. N- Mr. Editing Wizard is about to enter the game and get this locked in. Um, late night for someone. So, yeah. As... Oh, man, it's going to be a late one. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a late one to get this out. Oh, goodness me. But as always, it's been a pleasure, Jack. I hope you do Thank settle you. into Porto. Thank you very much. Um, Feeling good. I'm liking it here. I'm going to go to a photo match I've decided I have to so mm. have to I'll yeah it's us special it we need to fill our <laughs> midweeks with something yeah and uh, I'm going to shamefully plug our socials because we've, la- we- we've struggled to do that at all so guys follow us on Instagram I don't even know what the don't read, mate, handle it easy is
0: to don't <laughs> on Instagram. follow us on Twitter
1: <laughs> oh no do we not oh we're lacking ok follow us on Twitter instead and engage with us let us know your thoughts um it'd be great it'd be great to hear from you guys yeah. so
0: thanks for everyone pleasure as always and uh, yeah see you soon see you next time